Hi, I'm Kabir. Hi, I'm Naomi. And I'm Janvi. And, and this, this is, is the Social, Social Battery, Battery Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Guys, that was so coordinated. Good job. Okay. Um, Naomi, do you want to, before we just get into today's episode, because this is our first episode, Naomi, Janvi, one of you, do you guys just want to tell us what this podcast is about, what we're trying to do? Sure, I can tell them in brief. Basically, all three of us are in 12th grade. We're all 17. And the idea of this podcast came up when we were all having a conversation. I think it was like 2 a.m. We were all crying. (laughs) And we realized that there are so many things we want to talk about. And things we go through on a daily basis, things you read about on the tabloids, whether it's um, the representation of mental illness, whether it's fast fashion, and so much more. Except this will be from the teenage lens, you know. And essentially, this is a conversation between the three of us, a free-flowing one, very casual, very comfortable. And you will be listening on it and giving your silent inputs in your in your head yeah <laughs> 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 good 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 start I okay tried. yeah good job john do you want to say something no i don't okay she doesn't want to okay good okay but before we start we want to issue a few trigger warnings trigger warning mental illness self-harm or uh, eating disorders and suicide so if you're not in the headspace to listen to topics about any of those please don't continue listening so before we start, I think, so for today, actually, we are starting. Today, our topic is about the romanticization of mental illness in media. Now, this and is, the general representation. And the general representation of mental illness like in the world that we see today. So, you know, it is a really, really heavy and like very vast topic. So do you guys want to give some context? Johnny, you want to start? Okay, so mental illnesses in, in general are a very stigmatized topic in our society. And it's not talked about a lot. With our generation and us growing up, it is a topic that is being talked about a little bit. Uh, there's conversations being started about it. And we just want to give our two cents on it. Yeah, because I think mental illness is obviously an umbrella term. And there's so much that goes into it. But media focuses on some of the aspects that get really misinterpreted sometimes. And I think we just want to talk about that in depth, right? We want it deep. Dive. Dive into it. Got it. Sorry, guys, this is our first podcast. Like, we're not very professional. Okay, but before we, like, get into the topic fully, I want to give you guys some history about something that I read, which I think is pretty pertinent to the topic. So, you guys know tuberculosis now. It's pretty. It's a pretty yeah. common, like, illness now. But back then, in the 1800s or the 1900s, I don't know the exact date, um, a lot of people were being afflicted with it. It was a widespread disease. It was very contagious. But the issue is that doctors didn't know anything about it, right? They didn't know where it was coming from, how to cure it, what was happening. But overall in trends, like sociologists saw that a very, very large amount of specifically women, because as we know, like societal gaze disproportionately affects yeah. women, like in every single way. You guys will know so much, like for sure, much better than me. Um, with that, what happened was, was a lot of women were trying to achieve the tuberculosis look because society started viewing it with like the sort of frail beauty, like yeah. a macabre beauty. I've read something about Right? Yeah, yeah, like about like about like how like, you know, like people who are like damsels are like, you know, like their lives are mm. wasting away like little flowers. And they saw all these women who were trying to get pale and, you know, like very frail and thin to achieve that look without actually being afflicted with the disease itself. Yeah. And what happened was that when they ascertained an exact cure to it, an exact reason for it, and basically figured out tuberculosis as a disease, that trend sort of died down. But... I've noticed, and I want you guys to build on this when you guys go ahead and talk about different forms of media, that 
the more we realize about mental illness, the more we realize the vaster it is, yeah. and the less we actually know about yeah, it. Yeah, but because what you said about tuberculosis does not go for mental illness, no, even no. though so many psychologists, doctors have realized what it is. Instead of the stigma around it dying down, it's just being perceived in so many different ways. And while that is good in many ways, because oh, we're finally talking about it. There are a lot of downsides to it. And I think that's essentially what we'd be talking about today. It's like a revised edition of a textbook. It, it's literally like people going from saying one thing to another. And there's like a set phrases that you like hear every day around you, which is just like, it sounds the same, which is not the case with mental illnesses and mental health in general, because it's different for everyone. It uh, manifests itself in different ways for everyone. That's a, that's, a, that's a really good way to look at it. Okay, so now coming to the media aspect of it. So social media has played a really, really mm-hmm. big part in our generation. Janvi, Naomi, do you guys want to talk about that and how that kind of relates to mental illness with your own experiences? Because this is like a conversation. Yeah, like, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I think this is something that both of you will agree on, even the people that are probably listening to us, is how social media talks about um, depression or eating disorders in the most cryptic ways possible. I think an example that I can remember is this very specific TikTok that I saw um, on my FYP, which was related to green tea. And our girl really, really likes green tea. But that was actually an implication of an eating disorder. Oh. Yeah. And I sort of understood what she was implying because I struggled with eating myself. But when I went on the comments of that particular deal, I saw that a lot of people actually got the idea of using green tea as a laxative. Yeah, and a lot of people pointed out the problem with it, that, hey, I'm really sorry you had to go through this, but you are not really setting out the right idea for a lot of people watching this. Not at all. And that made me realize so much that, okay, some people do use TikToks or cracking jokes as coping mechanisms, but somewhere it gets lost in translation because you don't know whose FYP that TikTok's going to land up on. Right. It's either going to encourage a lot of behaviors that shouldn't be encouraged because you end up unintentionally romanticizing it the same way this girl did. It's not a fault at all. Hmm. Or it lands up on the FIP of someone who doesn't understand what she's talking about in any sense and ends up thinking, oh, like eating disorders is such a generalized topic. Like, I think the biggest example for this would also be Facebook memes oh, yeah, that yeah. Um, came up on Instagram. And I think they're still there. And it's just, it's just stuff getting repeated again and again. And it is all, if you look at it from like a different lens and something a lens of someone who is not that informed or not that experienced with um, not the best mental health, it just shows as something which is romanticized mm-hmm. and um, very generalized. And I think that even though it is a coping mechanism and humor is also a coping mechanism, it is a public platform and there are people who have absolutely no context of it yeah. looking at these things and they are they realize that, oh, you know, it's like a trend. And it's just manifesting itself as a trend, which is um, proving to be not the best. That's a really good example. Because, you know, like, Janvi, like, sometimes I've seen, like, if you and I ever have, like, conversation on PC, if we're talking about things that could be problematic on a more, like, on a public level, which are related to us, we tend to use, like, emojis to lighten the humor. And I see that a lot on, like, TikTok is one app that I see it on, even on Instagram now with, like, reels and all. 
But if people don't understand that those are supposed to be jokes or coping mechanisms or ways for people who have actually struggled with certain issues in their lives, it is a way for them to express it that doesn't make them feel like they are burdened or in whatever way they feel healthy. People with no context to that are really, really, really walking into it completely blind, yeah, right? Yeah, it's ended up like, taken very lightly. It's taken so lightly. I'll give another example. I think Jandi brought up Facebook memes. There are these few memes which will be, oh, girls who listen to, and then they'll name a few indie artists, and then the bottom text will be, all have depression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Janvi has posted about 90% <laughs> of them on... And that's because Janvi understands where that meme is coming from. I would somewhere understand where that meme is coming from, but then there will also be people who, I don't mean to trivialize their struggles, but people who do not deal with mental illness, depression, which will be like, oh, even I listen to them, I have depression. Right. That's yeah. a good thing. Now, okay, so we've talked about like, you know, these like social media platforms, but you guys will see that they're definitely a little more, um, they're a little more personal in their content curation, right? Like it's like an individual giving out their stories. But now I want to warp the conversation a little bit and talk about bigger people doing this, like social media, like not social media, like film studios, TV production houses, you know, conglomerates that are making shows, movies or producing media related to mental illness, even musicians like we'll get into in a second. Um, so I wanted to talk about a movie that I saw, which was the Joker. I don't know if it's the Joker. I think it's just Joker. And it was a really, it was a really big, I don't want anyone to cancel me for this. It was a really, really, really big hit, uh, in I think 2019. And the actor who was in it, Joaquin Phoenix, he won like numerous accolades for it his. It did super well. It did so well. Everyone watched that movie. I know the two of you somehow didn't watch that movie, but everyone watched that movie. <laughs> okay. <And> <laughs> everyone watched that movie. And essentially, I found a lot of things were very, very problematic with it. In it, that in itself with his portrayal of the role was very problematic. Because if you guys watch the movie, you'll see that there are tight close-ups of him doing very, very, like, disturbing things. Like, blood dripping down his face. You know, there's, like, a scene where, like, he, like, smears blood all over his face to make, like, a smile and all. And it's shown in this almost, like I said earlier with the tuberculosis example, this, like, deceptively beautiful and, but, like, mad way. And I don't throw that term around lightly. I mean, like, properly, it's framed like that. It shows him and his portrayal is very like, look at him. He's like this outcast. He's a madman. Society's made him this. But look at this beautiful product that's come out of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it all results in complete anarchy in the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. Basically, everything just like burns down. (laughs) He gives a spoiler and he says spoiler. Spoiler alert, guys. Like 10 minutes late. But everything is burning down. And he's like, he's like gotten all these mobs and they're all like enthralled by him and they love him. And it just shows all this anarchy in a very beautiful way. Now, two things come out of that. Firstly, anarchy is shown and mental illness also because it's very it's implied and it's very obvious that he does struggle with certain mental illnesses those are shown in such beautifully mad ways which i don't need to tell you guys why that's really really problematic but secondly it also equates mental illness to so much more than it actually is because in one scene in the movie again spoiler alert he (laughs) shoots a man point blank like through the head like they're laughing in one scene and he shoots him in the next that is through the movie attributed to He's a mentally ill man who also is deceptively beautiful. Yeah. So through that, the second thing that comes is, and then he unleashes anarchy, which is you're equating that, okay, he has mental illness, so it's A, justified, and B, is a very reasonable outcome of his mental illness to go out <laughs> yeah. and like unleash this chain of horror, which is just one example of like very, very problematic, oh, look like drowning, like we're like all dying beautifully mental mm. illness. Do you guys want to talk about a few more? I mean, Joker is a very big example, but then there's also stuff like uh, the Big Bang Theory where we have one of the main characters which is Sheldon who 
it's never outrightly mentioned in the show but you know there are issues that he does struggle with whether it's related to how he is socially and that is related to his high intellect right yeah, yeah. where it's like oh he is so smart which is why he lacks social skills and to put that into a comparison of sorts there's penny right who in the show is seen as someone who has it all or oh, she's so pretty she's so outgoing but she's so dumb right so it's like hey you have one thing but you don't have the other you are so dumb that's why you are so, so social you are so smart that's why you lack social skills social skills and he has that lack of empathy yeah, yeah. and i honestly of course big bang theory is one of my favorite shows i think it's really funny but this representation is so messed up to me and for what? some reason yeah Right, Janvi, you saw, so I could be wrong, but I feel like, and Naomi and I haven't seen it. Have you seen All the Bright Places? I've read the book, I haven't I've seen not, it. I've not seen the movie. Okay, I've seen But it. you've seen All the Bright Places. Yeah. Um, I know that deals with mental, I'm, I have no context to it, but I know a bit, but do you want to talk about okay, it? Okay, so it's a little different as, as compared to what, uh, the Joker and the Big Bang Theory, because as much as the movie um, deals with mental illness, it also shows the consequence of it. So it is a romance, which has the added on aspect of uh, dealing with mental health issues and so it basically tells the story of two teenagers who deal with one deals with grief and uh, depression the other deals with depression and suicidal tendencies so it's about the two of them and how they find each other when one is going through a tough time and the other one is actually not going through a tough time and it's about how he helps her out of it and in the process of helping her out of it he somehow um relapses back to his old patterns oh Oh, yeah so it uh ends up with trigger warning suicide it does end up with him committing suicide and um i think as much as like the movie sheds light onto the fact that uh doesn't shed light it romanticizes um being there for your significant other Hmm. and being their entire support system especially for like an audience of which is mostly teenagers it also sheds light onto the consequences of it and uh, the consequences and the um, danger of being the only support system for someone. Which is a good thing. Yeah, but, but you know, then, can I tell, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying that's a good thing that finally what the movie got right was that they do show the consequences. But I think one thing that I've seen is that how when people see movies like this, they look at it as a trope. Like, right, oh, yeah. two damaged teenagers. Like, two so romantic. Whole, yeah, yeah, like, oh my god, that's all I need. And that is where the problem lies in conversations about mental health in movies. That getting, are romances. Yeah, that are, like, getting lost in this in like the, in like the things like, equation. You know, like, the best example I can give to you, Naomi, is I've never heard the mo- I've never watched the movie. I don't know much of the story. I have seen so many people. I know the two main characters are Theodore and Violet. I have seen so many people use them in a romantic context. Oh, I'll be the Theodore. I'll be the like, Theodore. Theodore. And I did not know anything about like you know he dies or that you know she's also like spoiler think, alert. Spoiler alert <laughs> that he dies or you know what I mean. But if I am a person who is located objectively, I would look at it as only as a romance, and that's another thing that I see definitely as a problem is packaging, like you said, yeah. mental illness is like a slight little label that's added into a romantic story because overarchingly it's a story about two people who are in love. Um, and the last one that we want to talk about, I think, is like the mother of all misrepresentation of like trigger warning <laughs> mention suicide, suicide in like everything, which is thirteen reasons why. Oh God! I could go Don't on. Don't get me um, started. Trigger warning mention of um, 
rape also. Oh, yes. yes. Trigger warning, mention of rape. That's another thing that we not talked about up to now, but sexual assault is a tiny thing that we will be getting into in this, like a small portion of what we'll be talking about. So, um, 13 reasons why I'll start off. If you guys haven't seen the show, congratulations. I'm very happy for you. But in it, um, basically, a teenage girl commits trigger warning. Again, suicide. She, she commits suicide. And what happens is she sends 13 tapes out to 13 people that she believes were responsible in some way or another for her suicide. Now, Jani, do you want to tell me why you think that's problematic? Because as a tagline, it doesn't seem that awful, right? But what is wrong with the show? I think the way that it like goes into like a deep dives into the concept, uh, the reasons that led up to it, and yes, there were reasons that led up to it, and it was um not very nice for her. It also uh, romanticized like the aspect of her leaving behind tapes, 13 tapes. Yeah. I think it glamorized it a lot. It glamorized that, oh, it so gone. much, yeah. And I she have, has this legacy and yeah, all exactly. And I have heard people say that, you know, like, talk about, like, the 13 tapes in general. Yeah. Like, when they want to, like, bring up suicide. Mm. I have heard people say that they will, like, leave, like, a note or, like, 13 jeans, yeah. Yeah, tapes. What she did was so cool. Yeah. Oh my god, it's something I want to do. It's something I've literally heard People someone say. say. Yeah, but Jami, go ahead. What were you saying? Yeah, so basically like the 13 tapes and also like Hannah Baker is a whole um, leaving someone behind and leaving like this whole like, you know, like well thought out like treasure hunt, hunt yeah. Um, of like the tapes and like if you don't listen to the tapes then you can't like do something and leaving them with the consequence of it. I think it just like, it left so many people to deal with it alone. Yeah. And people did face the consequence of right. it. Right. And, and sorry, Johnny, just to add that one thing I had to ask you guys was, don't you think that this whole like labyrinth that she like constructs is just in reality, in essence, it's so problematic. I've read the book also. It's very problematic. It's just supposed to be an effective literary or like in this case, like a show device to like show a story because in reality, if the show was told linearly, right? Like it showed reason one, reason yeah. two, reason three, reason four, and then all led up to her eventual death. Yeah. That would still be the same story, right? It's just supposed to be an effective method to tell a story. Even if there was no concept of she left behind 13 tapes, you just told a story of a girl who mm. moved to a new town. There would be no difference in the story at all. It's just adding this unnecessary literary device. Firstly, like you said, glamorizes. I would say glamorizes the hell out of it. Yeah. And the second thing is, and this is like a plot point that I want to get into. The thing about how she leaves behind a tape for the main protagonist, Clay, is also so warped because she says there is nothing that you have done wrong. That's an exact word. But you have to deal with it. But you have to deal with it. And that's what Janvi just said, which is that, you know, you're leaving people to deal with it. And I agree, like, we are talking about trigger warning, sexual assault. The man who, you know, assaults her or abuses her, he should very much deal with it. He should be made to live with the burden of his consequences till the absolute end of his life. But a person who is not even tangentially related to it, if you are making him one of the perpetrators, reasons, one reasons. of the reasons, he has a whole tape they dedicated to him. him. What are you doing? And, and, you know, also, and this is a statistic that you could infer from and say something about, um, in schools and in college and schools and like across India and across the world, suicide rates of copycat suicides actually went up a lot after yeah, the show yeah, released. Yeah, yeah. We know of so many. I read so many articles. I read so many articles. I know of so many. I don't know personally, but I've heard of so many cases of people who were like, I'm going to do this. And a lot of people who were actually, att- who were influenced by the show to do things, you know, like things that the show talks about, which is really, really, really sad. So, Drawing all of this to a conclusion, I'll give my first thought and then after you guys can go ahead and talk. I think that there are 
two very very problematic avenues because media is such a vast sphere like janvi you talked about tiktok facebook memes instagram twitter all of it even twitter guys if you're on janvi's twitter you know exactly <laughs> what i'm talking about those are all very very problematic those are all not problematic sorry those are all media avenues of media right that's the first avenue that's based on individual content creation yeah. which means that it's someone's directed life experience that's coming to you right yeah. which is very 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 scary because you're putting out your own life experience in a way that you used to cope with right like if telling your story or telling people your story is a way that you used to cope but it's on a public platform so anyone can read it and take from it whatever they want and yeah. you know you don't know anyone's life so they could infer from it whatever and add yeah. it into their own life experiences that's very 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 problematic and then the second thing the second avenue is the bigger avenue which is studios and media houses who yeah. are generally trying to appease to a wider base of people so they tell stories in lighter ways like john we talked about all the bright places romanticizing it like naomi talked about the big bang theory which is like a comedic spin on a man who obviously does have some form of like some form of like not being able to interact socially with that thing of trying to appease to a larger base you're blurring and completely removing mental illness from the from the conversation entirely because you're appeasing uh-huh. it and then you're just leaving a misinformed audience what do you guys think i think we said we were going to talk about this and i think we completely forgot but a very good example for what you're saying is also songs right Olivia Rodrigo I love her music but one of her most famous songs good for you Janvi loves that song <laughs> Janvi loves that song <laughs> Janvi yeah but uh, there's one specific line in it which basically is her talking about this guy or this said individual who left her and felt did not feel bad about leaving her and then she calls him a sociopath right and then that went on to become a trend on tiktok yeah which is the tiniest of things kabir i think we spoke about this a while back where it was this one tiktok which is like oh people who sleep on the wrong yeah you said don't flip over yeah. the pillow janvi sent it to me yeah who flip over the pillow they are sociopaths yeah they are sociopaths <laughs> and i was so confused by this trend because also again over here i can tie in the uh, use of sociopathy in uh, movies as well where like they show murderers like you said there's also joker the movie or the joker yeah. i don't know where they show stuff like oh he or she or they are a sociopath um they are a psychopath that's why they committed all these right. murders and that's the warped idea that artists that olivia rodrigo or like conan gray who came out with the song maniac conan gray is a very very problematic like <laughs> example but i completely agree who came out with these songs and it's just one line or one song but is reaching such a wide audience this mm. the misuse of this one word right. and i think that is really really odd Yeah. I think with like media that comes like they like they need to have to like interest an audience and engage them in which when you're representing mental illnesses and mental health you it somewhere gets lost in translation and it ends up becoming romanticization of it because you want people to watch it you want people to be interested enough to watch it and be like properly engaged in the plot line and you need to make that make the plot line such that people are engaged in it and with that there is a lot of gray area yeah, a lot of gray area i get that 
So that's basically the conclusion I think of our first episode. Guys, it was very successful, by the way. I, I don't care what anyone says. It's been around for so long. Yeah. If you're still listening to this, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like only our friends will be yeah. listening by this, but even not even them. They're just going to skip through yeah, it and be like, like, yeah, yeah, very Oh my good. God, I listened to the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's pretty much it from us. We have an outro that Naomi and I are very enthusiastic about. Jan, we hate Sid, but we don't care. We don't care. So Naomi, Naomi. Sorry. Naomi, you're going to say the outro. No, you are. Okay, fine. I'm going to say the outro. And if you guys hate it, sucks to honestly be you. Um, Guys, can we cut this now? My social battery is running out. Bye. Bye. Jani, say bye. Bye.